Welcome to the Unapologetic Man Podcast. The only podcast that's all about self-improvement, confidence, success, women, and being a man without making any apologies for it. What is up, guys? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the UMP. I really do appreciate you joining me. If this is your first time listening, welcome. What I try to do here is give the best information in the most succinct way possible. And if you've been listening for a long time, you know what to do, brother. That's right. Smack yourself on the ass so hard your pants fly off when the concussion hits because you are a freaking champion of the utmost degree. So today we are going to talk about why women will hook up with you pretty much on the first night and then blow you out and never talk to you again on the next day. And so many of you guys hit me up. You're like, dude, I made out with this girl. I had sex with this girl. She popped her freaking top off and was running around the house at a house party, completely drunk and on cocaine. And I can't understand why she won't write me back again. So I'm going to tell you exactly why women blow guys out who they hook up with and how to adjust this so that you never get blown out again. And why my new policy is to not make out with girls when I first meet them, but instead make them wait. And I'm going to tell you all the female psychology behind this. You'll never make the mistake again. And I understand sometimes you just want to make out with a cute girl. Maybe you do want to see her pop off her bra so you can see her fake bolt-on titties. I get it, bro. I've been there. But just so you know, she's probably not going to call you back again. She might, but the chances of her doing it go down substantially when you can't control that red-helmeted warrior in your pants. And that second head is thinking more for you than the head that's on top of your shoulders weakness, man, weakness. You got to control yourself because when you control yourself, the best things come to those who wait. That is a very true piece of wisdom when it comes to women. And I'm going to tell you why in a moment. Before I jump into the content, I want to thank you guys yet again for all the awesome reviews. I think by the time it hit January 1st, I went from 240 reviews on the American iTunes. I'm not even talking about all the other iTunes that are all over the world. And by the way, if you're giving me reviews on those as well, I do appreciate it. It went from 240 to 271. So all you guys hooked me up, not only in the United States, but also abroad. I really do appreciate it. I read every single one, including the ones that come from abroad because those pop into my chartable analytics website and I get to read those as well. All you champions from Australia, I especially like those. Great Britain and Canada as well. You guys are hitting them hard. Got some from Greece, Germany, Netherlands. I see them all, boys, and I really, really appreciate it. So go through my content, maybe even listen to a couple episodes, make sure it makes the cut. And if it does, man, I'd really appreciate that five-star review. Why am I always asking for reviews? Well, it's all about analytics. When iTunes, both the American iTunes as well as iTunes Abroad, sees that you guys are liking my content, they help me out by me showing up in other people's feeds. A lot of you guys who have come to me recently found me through searches, how to talk to girls, how to be more confident, you know, anxiety, things like that. And what happens is, is because I have so many positive reviews, I show up in the search results. Then you see my mug on that podcast cover looking like a mad scientist and you're like, unapologetic, man, that sounds pretty good. Then you read the reviews and you're like, oh, people seem to like this shit and then you click on it. So your journey is the same journey I'm trying to get a million other men to go on, and the only way to do that is to get tons and tons of reviews. So right now I'm up to 275 reviews, and I wanna go for 300 next, then 400 and 500. So if you're new to the show, if you haven't done an iTunes review, I know it's a David Hasselhoff 
of the utmost degree. But, you know, I work hard on this for you. I really want to help you genuinely. And the best way you can reciprocate that for me, if I make the cut, if you like my personality, you like my content, is to simply go over to iTunes, click on the Unapologetic Man podcast, go to more episodes, scroll to the very bottom. Please clack that five stars. Four stars are like a punch in the gut, man. Five stars is what I'm looking for and leave a review behind it even better if you can leave some words tell people what you liked i also know it's hard to find a username that hasn't been taken but again if you go through that effort for me email me and i'm going to reciprocate it i'm going to try to give you way more than you gave me tons of programs awesome videos smack you on the ass call you a champion get a screen printed version of my dog tattooed on the side of your face no 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 it's the opposite get your face tattooed on the side of my dog put a statue of you in my backyard give you my coaching business when i'm slain in battle and give you all the skills and knowledge you need to meet a girl that can fit into a canoe without capsizing it all right boys buckle your seatbelts, gather your horses and women and prepare for the greatest episode ever recorded why do these girls make out with you, have sex with you, pop off their freaking top, run around the party naked, do crazy shit, make out with other girls, go down on other girls in front of you, do the craziest shit ever, and then poof, they disappear into nothingness as if you've never met them before. They block you. They don't reply. Why is that? It's very simple. One word. Embarrassment. Embarrassment. All right. So let's go ahead and put on our panties put on some high heels and a dress and put ourselves in the shoes of women. Women have a reputation to uphold. They are very, very concerned about their reputation because back in tribal communities, it was their reputation, specifically sexually, that oftentimes dictated their standing in the tribe. Now think about this. As the men went off to war, as the men went hunting, the women would stay back at camp. They would take care of the kids They would often make the food and they would have social circles with other women. So reputation was so unbelievably important to them. And because a woman could only get pregnant every so often, and because it was so important that the man who she chose as her man to have her offspring was a good man, that if she was promiscuous, it would be looked down upon. It would be frowned upon by the rest of the tribe, by the female elders by other men in the tribe. And you know it too, bro. Like when a girl is slutty, I bet a lot of you guys have this thing in your heart where you're like, dude, she's a fucking slut. She sucks. I don't want anything with her. I mean, you know, just as well as I do, when you hear that your girlfriend had sex with every single guy on the football team, you are going to absolutely freak out. Even if it happened 10 years ago, it's not her anymore. She's a good girl now, but what she did in her past still has precedence. I remember I had a girlfriend once and she told me she had a threesome and I was like, oh, that's all right, you know, and she said it was with two dudes. Dude, it was so hard for me to get over that. By the way, it's not my current girlfriend. This was years ago, but that was part of the reason I broke up with her. I'm not going to lie because like imagining her sucking two dicks at once, one dude in the stink and one dude in the pink. I didn't want to think about it, man. And like every time she was naked in my bed, I was like, bro, two guys have had this at once. I just can't get down with this. And I broke up with her. So think about it. She has that reputation to uphold and reputation stick with you, especially if she's in a small city. But even if she's in a big city, if she's in the same city, people get reputations. Dude, I used to get a reputation. I would be the guy who would flirt with all the girls, but never hook up with any of them. And that was actually the reputation I wanted. Now, before that reputation, when I lived in Arizona, now I live in Colorado. Before I lived in Arizona, 
I was considered an asshole and I actually lost out on a bunch of girls because I had a reputation. It's part of the reason I moved to Colorado is because I would hook up with girls. I would make out with them in the club. I would have sex and leave them. I was a douche canoe. Then when I got to Colorado, I was like, look, I need to figure this out. Don't shit where you eat. Don't be making out with chicks in the club because you're going to get a bad reputation. But furthermore, if you actually want to see a girl again, dude, be careful about making out with them in the club. Now, that's not to say you can't kiss them on the first date. That's not to say you can't kiss them the first night you meet them. I've even made out with chicks that I met in day game and they still came back to date me later. But the difference was it wasn't in front of their friends. So you have to be very cognizant of her slut defense mechanism. If we do what I'm about to do because my red helmeted warrior is calling the shots and that fucker wants it more than anything in the world. If I'm about to do this, just so you know, she may never call me again. Now, sometimes you meet a girl, you want to make out with her in the club, fine. Or you meet a girl in day game, you guys hit it off. Maybe she's traveling. That would happen to me a lot when I lived in Hawaii. We would get girls who would be traveling, wouldn't see him again, and I'd just make out with them. And then I purposely would never see him again, so it didn't matter. But if it's a girl who I really wanted to stick around, I would always kind of push them away. Now, a lot of you guys know that I was a bouncer. Well, as a bouncer, you are able to get more ass than a toilet seat, get more pussy than a 45-year-old female hoarder who's single and has 50,000 cats in her house. And as such, when I first started there, I made out with a couple chicks one night. And these girls came up to me and they yelled at me. They're like, you're a fucking piece of shit. And I was like, whoa, what, what the hell? She's like, I saw you making out with those two girls. You're such an asshole. What does your mom think of you? Now, because I'm very into frame control, I was able to flip it. And I was like, dude, my mom loves me, man. I call her every night, tell her about all the girls I made out with. You should have been here last night. I made out with 55,000 girls. It was amazing. There was a line just waiting around the corner. I am the makeout master, right? I, I agreed and amplified. But what was really shown to me that night is, dude, people are watching you, especially when you're a high status man and girls are watching each other. And when a girl gets a reputation in her little community of being a slut, she cannot shake that off. I have girlfriends right now that talk shit about each other because they're slutty. Oh, she sleeps around. She sucks so many dicks. She's starting to look like one. They talk shit. These girls are very catty. So they have to be cognizant and they have to be aware of their slut defense. Okay, so I had a client come up to me. He's like, bro, I hooked up with this girl. We went to the bars, met this girl. We made out in the bar. Then we went to my house. It was her and a few of her friends and a few of my friends. She pops her top off, is running around. You know, we're all drunk. We're all having a good time. Then I text her the next day and she doesn't reply. And I was like, are you really asking me why? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, because she's a Paris, bro. She kind of made a fool of herself and you represent that. But furthermore... If you made out with her, if she popped her top off, if you did all that, what is she going to assume that you're going to expect the next time you guys hang out? She's going to assume that you want to have sex because that's the natural next step. If you meet a girl the first night, she gives you a blowjob in the bathroom, you hit her up the next day, she knows why you're hitting her up because you want to get sex. That's the next step. So a lot of girls will be like, nope, I'm not talking to him again. He represents my big embarrassment. My friends are going to notice that I'm dating him and call me a slut because I hooked up with him and I did this crazy shit the first night and all he wants is sex. So what I eventually began to do, and this is what I suggest for you guys is don't shit where you eat. Don't make out with girls in the nightclub. When you do make out with a girl, make sure that you guys are getting along good. She's not going to look like a slut in front of her friends. And even better, if she does make a fool of herself, and this is what I told my client to do. I said, look, she popped her top off. 
She was jumping on the trampoline, showing everybody her perfect titties. And now you're wondering why she won't reply. Well, the way you should have texted her, which would have been the socially intelligent thing to do, would be to say that you were embarrassed about your behavior and you almost like apologize in a way or say you hope she wasn't too embarrassed by you. Okay, so check this out. She makes a fool of herself. And while you probably didn't either, it's not like you're running around swinging dick, playing the guitar with your penis, doing all these stupid things that kids do when they're boys and you're doing it at the party. We, we don't really do that as men. We're, we're pretty calm usually. Girls are usually the ones that come unpeeled, freak out, and take it to the next psychopath level. Okay, but what you can do is be like, yo, like last night I was pretty drunk. I did some embarrassing things. Um, hope that didn't embarrass you too much. Now, so she gets that text and she too feels like she did some embarrassing things. Well, her knowing that you feel embarrassed about your behavior, quote unquote, even though it really didn't happen, you're saying it happened is going to make her feel way more justified about her behavior and significantly increase the chances of her texting you back. I've done this myself many times. When I knew a girl would be embarrassed about making out with me, coming on to me too strong, popping out her titties at a party, having a threesome in the bedroom while everybody was there and everybody could hear it, which happened once. Then you do, you do the old like, Hey, I was embarrassed about my behavior last night. Hope, hope you can still talk to me. Hope you haven't not going to string me up on a flagpole and throw darts into my eyes or make me stand in the dunce corner, you know, something like that. Then she's like, Oh, okay. Well, he acted stupid too. So did I, it becomes a lot more justified. So once again, what do we do? We always hold girls at arm's length, okay? Attraction is always the secret. You literally cannot get a girl too attracted to you. Well, maybe you can because then they turn into stalker Texas Ranger. But let's just say attraction is always the answer. You almost never can get a girl too attracted to you. And if she's attracted enough to you using all the techniques that I teach, and we're going to learn more as the podcast grows, and also you can go back to my previous episodes, using all those things, the four pillars of attraction, cold reading, push, pull, qualifying, disqualifying, false disqualifiers, hypo stories, all the shit I teach. Okay. She gets ultra attracted. You don't have to make out with her. In fact, making out with her, as we're discussing in this episode, will oftentimes blow up in your face. So I stopped. I stopped shitting where I was eating. I stopped hooking up with girls. And consequently, I would get a lot more out of it. Now, once again, I was very picky about who I had sex with. But dude, I could have with most of them who I got the phone number from because I run a tight battleship. I ramp up attraction like a motherfucker. I know what I'm doing and I wouldn't make out with them. Give them that buyer's remorse. So then you hit them up again. She feels good because it was a clean kind of meat. She doesn't feel like a jackass in front of her friends. She's super attracted, yet she hasn't kissed you yet. And let's not forget, women love making out. They're very sensual. They love that shit. And she didn't kiss you, even though they would try oftentimes. When they wouldn't kiss me, they'd want to kiss me still. So they'd be even more motivated to go out on a date with me. I mean, I have had girls. I've been the dude, like literally. I've been the guy who like had to pull away. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. And like pull away like that with girls at the nightclubs even in day game, because I get them so retardedly attracted and I kind of tease them a little bit. That's a different episode too, but don't kiss them. Then they're super invested, super attracted. They don't feel like a slut. And if they did try to kiss me, we didn't kiss. So it's all good. And then I would hit them up the next day at 6 PM, which is what I always suggest. 
And one guy was saying, what if I'm busy the next day at six? And another client said, just auto send it. Like you have it set up on a timer to auto send. I never messed with that myself. But the next day around 6 p.m., boom, I text them. They'd be right on it. Whereas girls, like I said, who popped out their titty and acted the fool, they would not probably text me back. And I'd be like, oh my hell, buyer's remorse. That was a big mistake. But again, would I make out with chicks sometimes in the clubs? Yeah, especially a lot in Arizona. I toned it down hella in Colorado. But if I do it, I'd take them to like a dark corner. And I'd also only pull phone numbers when I take them to that corner. It was my little, it was funny. I would have a couple bars that I'd go to where I day game regularly. And then as a lot of you guys know, I was a bouncer at a bar. Well, I would always have a secret spot <laughs> where I'd pull numbers because girls get equally butthurt about you pulling numbers. Like if you're just going around pulling numbers, your cell phone's popping out, you know, every few minutes, girls notice that shit. And they're gonna be like, didn't you just get those girls numbers? And then you look like a jackass. Now, of course you would reframe it, talk it away, be like whatever, but it's better to kind of do it under the table. I would also tell girls to go to the bar, grab a pen and a paper, give me your number. So it's like the cell phone's not coming out. And I realized when I did that under the table, when girls would accuse me of being a player, which they always do. I have so many awesome replies for girls accusing me of being a player. One of which is, yeah, I'm a player. I play um, right midfield on my soccer team. I'm all right, a little out of shape, but I got the job done. Or you agree and amplify. Yes, I am a player. I hit on girls all the time. I used some lines on my grandma last night. It was a little bit awkward, ha, ha, ha. Or they often ask me, how many phone numbers did you get? And I say, I got nine numbers, one more, and I would have had a full phone number. Ha, ha, ha. So I have those responses, which are frame control responses. But when I started doing it under the table as a Delta Force Tier 1 operator, and I would pull them in the dark corner and be like, yo, put your phone number in, things went so much better for me. Because then if the girl who I got the phone number from like an hour before sees me talking to another girl but doesn't see me pull her number because I I told her to go to the bar and write it down and we did like a drug deal kind of switch where she handed it to me quickly, then girl A wouldn't get butt hurt about me getting girl B's number and wouldn't blow me up because of it. I wouldn't make out with them. I wouldn't obviously get numbers. And going back to another podcast episode that I do, I'd make every single girl feel like she was the best girl. She was number one. So even if she said, yeah, you're always talking to girls, I'll be like, yeah, I'm friendly. I like talking to people. But I'll tell you, have you seen me Have you seen me make out with anybody? No. Have you seen me take numbers? No. Yeah, it's because I don't do that. Actually, typically, I don't date girls who I meet at this bar because it's kind of like a place I like to come. Or when I was a bouncer, I'd say it's a place that I work. But you know what? I really feel like we have a connection. However, you know, if me talking to people is a deal breaker for you, let me know. Totally understand. She'd be like, no, I just, you know, you kind of look like a player. Yeah, I understand. I like to talk to people. But again, you're the first number I've taken tonight, so it is what it is. Hopefully, you don't turn into stalker Texas Ranger because you know who the real player is? You, little Casanova. I see you talking to all those guys. I saw you chopping it up with Chad over there doing your little flirting thing. And then what you do is you turn it on her. So by employing all these techniques, she doesn't get buyer's remorse. She's not going to blow you out. She's not going to show up at the party with her tits out. And look, those girls who are like a moped, fun to ride, but you don't want to be seen with them, pop their tits out, make out with them, get a blowjob in the bathroom. I don't care. Not my style anymore because it just always ends up badly, like shit where you eat kind of thing. Besides, a girl who's going to suck your dick in the bathroom, bro, whose dick was she sucking two hours before in a different bathroom, right? It's the way I think of it. And I mean, even to dudes, a guy who's going to go have sex with a girl 
in the alleyway behind the bar next to a trash can that's filled with alcohol in a hole. Bro, I've seen that when I was a bouncer. I went outside in the back in the alleyway. Two people were having sex next to a trash can where people piss. And they were right next to a hole in the ground that was full of alcohol that dripped out of the trash can into the hole. And I'll guarantee you there's probably piss in there too. They were fucking having sex on a piece of cardboard. Now, the kind of scummy dude, and they were like normal people. I'm not saying they're like homeless or anything. They were like normal people. They were just drunk. The kind of person who would do that, both male and female, I'm not rolling that battleship. So if she's trying to give me a blowjob in the bathroom, which it does happen and it's going to happen to you guys, think twice. You don't want to wake up the next morning with Willy Lump Lump, if you know what I mean. Be careful where you stick your red helmeted warrior, always strap up, run a tight battleship, have a screening process, which is why, again, like girls who make out with dudes in clubs, they're making out with dudes in clubs. And when you're kissing her, are you licking some balls because you're licking her tongue because she was just licking balls two hours before? Hey, not my style. That's why I kept in arm's length, make sure they didn't have buyer's remorse. And I would always get texts back, always, because I'd focus on attraction, get them super attracted. Then when it was time, hit them up, get them on the date, make sure she's a good girl with a good head on her shoulders, good morals, not sucking dicks in the bathroom, not having sex next to dumpsters in the alleyway. When I was pretty sure she made those qualifications, then I'd kiss her and do stuff like that. But again, you know, some girls you just want to kiss because they're cute. Go ahead and do it. Just know she's probably not going to text you back. So don't get all butthurt and be like, Mark, why didn't she do it? I love this girl. I knew she was meant for me the second I stuck my dick in her next to the dumpster in the alley, man. I want to marry this girl. I'm like, bro, you need to up your standards, man. You need to scrape the barnacles off the bottom of your battleship. Give it a new paint job and launch a fusillade of championhood off the starboard bow. Let's go, boys. Let's go ahead and increase our standards a little bit more. Make sure that girls don't get that buyer's remorse. All right, guys, that is it for me in this episode. I am coming swinging with another awesome one on Friday, so please stay tuned for that. Once again, if you're interested in getting some coaching with me, hit me up at marksingcoaching.com. Go ahead and purchase the session. I'll follow up with you, ask you where you came from. Since you came from the Unapologetic Man podcast, I will send you my VIP scheduler. And right now we're into February, so I'd get on sooner rather than later. It seems like lots of guys are wanting to sign up now that it's 2021. We'll meet together, see if we're a good fit. And if it makes sense, I'll invite you to my three-month intensive NLP and tactical-based brotherhood coaching program. This thing is so powerful. It's changing the lives of dozens of men. Actually, I just had a new virgin lose his virginity, 29 years old, and he finally lost it after five weeks of being in the program, never kissed a girl before before he came to the program. So that's a testament to the sheer efficacy of what I do. So if you're ready to invest in yourself, if you're ready to kick off 2021 like a fucking legend, hit me up, marksingcoaching.com. Also the reviews, if you give me a review, email me at coachmarksing at gmail.com and I'll send you a bunch of cool shit. Get your name tattooed on my forehead, get a statue of you put in my backyard, and of course, screen print your image on the side of my dog. All right, boys, I will look forward to seeing you on Friday and I will see you in the next episode.